you are actually putting the pressure on yourself to actually yeah. take action. And if you are taking action and this is not working, you are going to see that as a failure. And a lot of people are not really comfortable with failure because they see it as negative. Why for me, failure is something that is completely positive because when you are failing at something, you are actually learning. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the show. I've got a great episode for you today, and I mean it is super timely. Here we are in a new year, fresh off of 21 heading into 2022 strong. And one of the things that many people talk about is New Year's resolutions, goals, why that works, why that doesn't work. And I wonder if you're a goal setter or are you, do you do New Year's resolutions? Well, you're really going to love this episode today because I have a former student with me who is an expert in time management. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. You are going to absolutely love hearing from her. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Isaline. And she's from France. And I have a feeling I may not get her last name. I won't have it all French sounding. But her name is Isaline Rosier. And she's a former corporate project manager turned into a time management coach. She's learned how to transform her life from a draining corporate nine to five to building a meaningful nomadic business that is helping professional women to confidently master their time and be more productive to reach their goals. Now, let me say this real quick. Don't click off if you're thinking, oh, okay, well, this isn't for me. No, I promise you, this the things that we talk about today are for everyone. Isaline has gone through the struggles, the fears, the endless questions of understanding what she wanted in her life and how to make it happen with a limited amount of time. Now, she is teaching every woman willing to take action how to lead their own life and business with the right time management, and mindset techniques. I think that time is our most precious gift. I know that now at this point in my life, and a lot of the things we do are our habit. We just get into the habit of doing something. Just like the voice work that I do, the habits, it it is voice habits that are not working for you. We get into habits around how we manage our time and our priorities and what we get done and what we don't get done. And there really are some amazing shifts that Isaline can plug in that will change the trajectory of really reaching your goals. She's going to break it all down for us. I know you're going to love this episode. Let's head on over to the show. Isaline, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. 
Hey, Tracy. Thank you for having me today. I'm really glad to be here too. Yeah. Yeah. I've really been looking forward to this and I know my listeners are really going to benefit from the work that you do. And I can't wait to have this conversation. So let's just go. Let's just dive in. You ready? Yeah. Yes. I'm totally ready. All right. So like I mentioned in the intro, I always love and adore my guest, but it's especially special when I get to have former students come on the show. And Isaline, I don't even remember how you found me. Did you? Oh, I know it was through one of your coaches. Yes. through one of my coaches who recommended you because I had a a lot of struggle uh, speaking on video because, you know, as you can hear French, uh, English is not my main language. I'm French and I had a lot of issue at the beginning before working with you. (laughs) Well, and I think that's really important for the listeners. And I do want to really focus on your work, but I just had a thought as you were saying that. So many people have a lot of struggle or perceived struggle around English as a second language, accent, and your audience is almost 100% English speaking, right? Yeah, it is 100% English speaking. Which which I think is something that, as you said, is on our mind because, I mean, people understand me really well. That's true. Sometimes maybe, you know, when I'm saying some stuff and I'm not vocalizing enough, uh, they are just asking me to repeat, but that's not most of the time. So that's really something that if you believe that you have like communication issue, this is happening. Yeah, yeah. And I think that some of it is literally, now I'm going to let you answer this because I'm a native English speaker, but (laughs) I think a lot of it is there, some of it is literally fear and some of it is perceived fear because when you learned the language, there was a bad experience along the way somewhere. Some somebody said you're not saying that right or or made fun of you because you said an English word wrong. I mean, I hear that from a lot of my English as a second language speakers. There's fear around getting it wrong. Did you experience that? I think it's a bit of both. It's a fear because, uh, you know, like. Uh, when we actually learn English, that's not the same as being like a native speaker. So basically when we were in class or when we were outside, some people might have told us at some point, oh, what you are saying is not right, or you did a mistake here, or this is not the way that you should say this, you should do it this way. And all these small comments that people are actually uh, giving you to help you because that's not your language. At some point, you you just get the fear of like doing it wrong and not being understood properly by the people that you are actually uh, speaking to. And I think that's something that is even bigger when you are on video, because, you know, you don't have, you know, the people just right in front of you. So you don't know if people are really understanding you really well, because usually when people are face to face, you can see that people are not understanding you. But when you are on video, that's not the case. So which I think it's increasing the fear of doing a mistake and not being understood. Oh, that's so good. And I know that, I know I have many native English speakers in my audience, but 
I do have so many people that they're from France or Germany or Russia or wherever it is. And so I know that's a big, big thing. There was something else. And I'm, I'm, I want you to touch on this and then we'll dive into your work because I, I know this is valuable to my people and I know you're on the other side of it. But when we started working together, you really liked to script out everything. everything. And was that, was that partly because of the language or was, you know, you're not, you don't do that anymore. And this is why I want you to touch on it because I want you to encourage those people that are out there that are listening, that feel like they have to over-practice and over-prepare and over-script that you're amazing and you don't do that. So I would love for you to touch on that for a minute. I mean, scripting for me, it was a way to reassure myself, which means that when you are not trusting that you are going to have the right word or the word at all, you just want to have something to keep you safe. And for me, scripting was keeping me safe because I was so scared of forgetting something or uh, just saying something wrong that I was like, okay, so I have my sticky note in case of something happened. But the fact is like when you are scripting everything, you tend to read what you you actually want to say to your audience. And when you are reading, you are losing this, you know, this emotional connection with the people and you are not really you. And unfortunately, that was something that I was realizing. And that's why I, I wanted to work with you because I wanted to show my personality and see that if I can do it, other people can also do it. I mean, scripting, is not a good thing to do and you can get off script. That's completely fine, but you just need to believe that first you have the word and second, just being okay with like making a mistake when you're speaking. And that's completely fine. As long as you are accepting that not everything is going to be perfect. I mean, that's going to be completely fine for you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I want to just repeat one of the things that she said that is so important for you to get. Not everything's going to be perfect and that's fine. How do we know if it's perfect anyway? Right. I don't know what you know. All right. That's good stuff. No, go ahead. And actually, like I said, something that I'm telling my client is like perfection for you is not what is perfection for me. And what is what is perfection? There is no definition of perfection. So basically, you are trying to aim for something that you don't have like any reference for it. You, you know, you don't have set criteria in order to be perfect. So you are chasing something that don't really exist. Wow, that is profound. That is, that is, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need everybody to replay what she just said all day long because that was really good and so true. I mean, you just nailed it right there, that perfection thing. Okay, so let's back up now and tell us what you do. Okay, so basically I'm a time management coach. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm working with purpose-driven professional and I'm helping them master the time, be more productive and make life-changing money. And what does that mean? Because that's a really long sentence, which can be really complicated for, for some of you. So basically, I'm helping whether entrepreneur employee uh, setting their goal, whether it's their business goal, whether it's a life goal, and making the right plan in order to get 
to their goal because that's something that a lot of people are struggling with. They want they have some projects in their life, but they are not making the time to actually do them. And sometimes they don't know how to actually do them. Okay. So this is one of the things people say to me all the time, who's your who who is your ideal client? And I and I always say, well, everybody, because everybody has a voice. Everybody can benefit from this work. And I feel like the same thing is true for you. Now, while you do have ideal clients, I would suspect probably just about everybody or most people or a large percentage of people struggle with managing their time and reaching their goals. Is that an accurate assumption on my part? Yeah, this is completely true. And I think this is due to the fact of like how our society has been evolving. I mean, on the last few years, like COVID apart, uh, we have been like having a working with technology. Everything is going fast. You need to answer your email like in the minute. You need to do that during the day. And everything has just like increased. Everything is way faster than before. And this way, people tend to have way much more stuff to do than what our grandparents or parents had to do. Because before, they didn't have everything that we had today. And that's how actually the people today are really overwhelmed because they have so many stuff to do that sometimes they don't know what they choose to start with. Yeah, it just it's literally the overwhelm of it's almost a paralysis. I don't I've got so much to do. I don't even know where to start or how to prioritize what comes first. Is that is that what you see? There is both. There is the people who have like a lot of stuff to do and they're like, okay, so I have too much stuff to do and I don't know what is my priority. So as I don't know what is their priority, they are just they are just. Uh, freezing and they are not doing anything because they are just lost on how actually uh, what are the first step to take and how to do it and I also have the people who are completely in the opposite which means that they are like doers 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 and they are all the time hustling I need to do that so today I have 10 stuff to do I need to do my 10 stuff and I'm going to do them no matter what and usually these people Tend to uh, t- tend to be burned out at some point. Uh oh, the, the, she's talking about me right now, and I'm just <laughs> wondering. I'm just wondering how do they just do ten things? I've got like forty two things that have to be done by midnight tonight. So I'm one of those doers, and I I wonder. And this is this is off. This is kind of a little bit of a s- side path, but I'm always fascinated with the concept of busy. I've got to stay busy. And and I hear these two extremes that you're saying about people doing or they get into a paralysis. But do you find that we we wear busyness like a badge of honor or we do is is there let's talk i want to talk about busy for a minute because that's you know when when can we have the christmas party i don't know i'm really busy what when can you know can you call me later i don't know i'm super busy this seems to be this thing that almost is a badge of honor would let's talk about busy for a minute 
And, and I completely agree. And I'm going to give you an example, which is really, really French. Like in the French company, people tend to stay really late. So people are starting around eight and nine on the morning and they are going home between like six to seven, seven thirty, which is really late. And actually when you are leaving before, so I will say around like 4 p.m. and 5 p.m., even if you have done all your work, like most of you, the people are going to tell you, are you taking your afternoon? Mm. And, and that's just how to be busy. What you need to understand is like being busy is not being productive. Mm. You can spend hours in front of your computer trying to do the same thing that you are going to do in 30 minutes if you have been being productive. And that's why productivity is really important. Because the more productive you are, the more time you have for yourself and the more time you have for your family and the things that you love. Yeah, no, that's good. Now, see, that's interesting to know about the French culture. I have worked with some people in France, obviously, like you, but I not a, not a ton. I would think Americans, and I know you work with a lot of Americans, I would say we're almost the worst at overworking. Would you, would you, do you see that? Or would you, is that a, is that not a fair statement? I don't know because you have like, it's really different because for us in France, we have a lot of uh, holidays, you know, Mm -hmm. because for instance, during the summer, people are taking like at least one month to two months of holidays, uh, which were in the US, you tend to, actually take less holidays but your day are shorter in my mm. opinion yeah so, so so that's different way and that's some cultural stuff because for instance uh one of my friends is uh living in germany and if people are not stopping to work at 5 p.m it means that you are not doing your work properly oh wow that's so, fascinating yeah that's really fascinating and this is really interesting because As we grow up and in the countries that we are growing up, we have like some standards about working, which are really, really different. But what you need to understand is like, what is your own standard? And especially when you are an entrepreneur, because when you are in the company, it's like way more complicated to set your working hours. But when you are an entrepreneur, how many hours do you want to work? Because I know that some of the people, when they start to work with me, they said, oh, I'm working like 12 hours a day. Okay, so what is the point of being an entrepreneur if you are exactly doing the same thing as you are doing as you are an employee? Yeah, yeah. And do you find that the people that are working 12 hours a day is part of it, they're doing all the things, is part of it, they're not in a position yet to hire a team or is, does it always come back to they're not prioritizing, which I really want to dive into this priority. You know, I think that's so important. I think one of the main reasons is that when you are working 12 hours, you are all the time doing, and you are not taking the time to think about what is the best plan for you to implement. Because uh, knowing what are your priority is part of setting the right plan because if you have if you are clear on your goal if you are clear on the plan that you are establishing in order to get to your goal that's really easy to understand your priority but if you are not taking the time 
to do that. And you are just treating every day as a new day that you need to get through. Like you are, you, you are actually working every day without having a clear vision or a clear purpose or what do you want to achieve? That's why you are working, working, working because you want to do everything and you think that by doing everything, you are going to get where you want faster. But that's not true. You need to understand that you need to do the right thing to get to where you actually want to go. And that's the main difference. Wow, the plot thickens. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) okay. So... So it really is, it's so funny. I know this woman so well, yet I'm I'm learning so much from sitting with her today. That's just how laser focused I am on voice rather than words when I'm working with people, because I'm sure I've heard you talk about this before, but it sounds like many people not only don't know what the priority is for the plan to reach the goal, but everything's a priority. Yes. And it's really not. Is no. what I hear you saying, but yet we think it is. Yes. And, and the fact is like, you need to understand what is important for you. And actually I, I was working with one of my clients today and she's actually, uh, she's an employee and she's uh, working on her side business in order to build her company and to drop her corporate job. And the fact is like, she was telling me for two weeks, I haven't been doing any work on my business and I don't know why. And actually, the reason was that she was not putting her business as a priority. And if you want to achieve something, if you want uh, to, to, to actually do something that is really meaningful for you, you need to be clear on it. You need to make sure that this is your priority. And making it a priority means doing one action at least every day in order to get there. Because I can say, if I'm saying, okay, building my business is a priority, but I'm doing zero tasks during the week in order to work on my business, that's not going to work at all. Okay. So this is really good. And this is a question that is a, is a perfect, it's perfect for me to plug this in here because this is what keeps coming up in my mind. And this is, I'm literally telling on myself in this moment. Right. Okay. Okay. So taking that example, she, she says the business is a priority, but she's not working on the business. So let me give you an example of, I know that writing articles talking about this unique work that I do would be very, very instrumental, very much a priority in expanding my reach. Okay. So the block becomes, I am not a writer. I want to pull my hair out when I write. I don't, I need my voice literally. And so that is the sticky note that continues to show up to my right every flipping day. And then I do the other things that I'm, that I'm going to say are, I, I think that they are definitely priority, but they're easier. Okay. So is that so is that kind of the same as the the gal who is not working on her? Is it a resistance thing? Is it I can't do the hard things? What 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 is talk to us about this? 
Okay, so for her, she was afraid because she knows that if she's uh, actually taking action on her business, she's going to have more stuff to do. And she's she's already being afraid of being overwhelmed even before to do the action. For you, that's completely different. For you, is that you just don't like to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and the fact is like, we all have some stuff that we don't love to do. And, and that's just life. And the fact is like, when we need to do them, because that's not something that you can just erase, eliminate from your to-do list, because you know that it is going to help you. You need to find a way to do it, but a different way. And actually, the thing is like, you are really good at speaking. So what if instead of writing, you are speaking and you are turning your speaking into your writing? Mm. Because actually, that's something that I do because I don't love to write, to be honest. Oh, okay. You can relate. <laughs> no, I'm not a big, like, I'm not a big writer of a blog post and this kind of stuff. And basically, I prefer to speak on video. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a video about a specific topic. And after, there is some software that actually exists that mm -hmm. you can use that are actually translating everything. And I have one of the members of my team, which is just making, like, the few corrections. Uh, that the translator made and your blog post is done yeah and yeah, that's yeah. really quick that's really quick yeah and yeah. that's a way for you to create content really easily see how good she is she solved my problem in like two minutes or less <laughs> and I guess that's part of what you do with people. I would suppose everybody's got their own hang up, right? They don't want to do it or they're afraid to do it or they don't know how you know it goes back to that priority and steps. And that's really your area of expertise. You swoop in like the hawk and look above at the big picture and really give people the steps to create those priorities. Is that? Yeah, that, that's one of my superpower. But the first one is to understand actually what people really want. And the fact is, like, in order to be able to actually set the right goal, you need to understand what it is. And most of the people, when you are actually asking them, okay, what is your goal? Like, they just have no idea. Like, I don't have goals or sometimes their goals like, oh, next month I need to change my dishwasher. No, this is not a goal. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I mean by gold is something that is really lighting you up. Something that, that is your drive. When you are waking up every morning, you say, okay, I know what I'm going to achieve. I know that for the coming months, I want to do that. So for instance, it can be, oh, I want to get my first client. Oh, I want to uh, do a road trip. I don't know, like in the US or uh, in South America or something like that. And the, what I'm doing with people is helping them figure out what do they want? And after, how can they make that happen? Because for most of them, they realize that, you know, sometimes what you call dream, for instance, one of my clients, she wants to actually pay for the university of their kids. And I know that in the US, it's really, really expensive. And she had this dream of saying, oh, that's something that I would love to do. But when she started to work on the step to get there, she was like, okay, so I have been realizing that this was more a dream than a goal because I was not actually taking action in order to get there. And now that I know, 
I know what are the steps that I need to, to take. And that's all, this is what I'm doing with people. I'm trying to make a reality of what they want to do. And actually, if they have like a, a too big goal for the year, I'm telling them, okay, yeah, you need to you need to slow down a bit and you need to actually make goals that are reasonable and achievable. But that does not mean that you cannot have a goal that is going to take you five years. I mean... I bought a new apartment here and it took me two years to find it. So you need to be okay with the timing too. And does that, so I've got several, that was really good. And I've got several questions around that, but is that individualized to each person? So let's say I am an action taker. Yes. I get worn out with, well, you know, we need, no, let's do it. I got it. Let's go by midnight tonight. That is who I am. That is, I am geared that way. So do you look at, okay, that's Tracy's geared that way, but Judy's not geared that way. So we need to have realistic goals for Tracy that she can accomplish that might be Judy might not be able to accomplish as much because she's cut from a different cloth. Does that play into it? Yeah. And actually that's why I'm only doing one-to-one coaching is because everything is individualized Yeah. Yeah. because the fact is like you are all different. Mm -hmm. You are all working in a different way and your goals are all different. And what is going to be one of her goal? Because this is something that really means something for her. It's not going to be something that is really meaning something for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the whole difference. But actually, with the different type of clients that I have, I need to be careful about a lot of things because for you, you are a doer. So we need to understand why are you doing, doing, doing and doing? Because the fact is like being a doer is good. But when you are over committing, over doing stuff, Mm-hmm. That's where you end up like burned out, as I said, mm-hmm. and that's where we need to understand what do you, how to slow down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it goes back to those priorities, I think. Right. And it's such a fine line when you've got somebody so purpose driven and on a mission like me, that there is an X amount that I need to accomplish before I leave this planet but I can easily teeter into that pond of overwhelm, overdue that leads to burnout. So I'm sure it's very, you're really a strategist in many, many ways. Reading people, understanding what they want and the best way to get them there is really very strategy oriented, I think. And see, I'm just not a strategist. My, I, I'm a voice coach and I tell people all the time, I'm really good in my lane. But I cannot do um, outside of my lane. So I want to go back to something else that you said that I thought was great. Dreams are different than goals. Yes. That's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. And, And the fact is like, a lot of people are first not dreaming because every time that they say, oh, one day I would love to do this or I would like to do that. And the, when dream, they think that they are never going to achieve them. So at least most of the people think they are never going to achieve their dreams. When it's come to goal, and when one of your dreams is becoming a goal, you are starting to be committed and you are taking a commitment with yourself, which is, I know, 
uh, really, really scary for a lot of you because it means that as long as one of your dreams is becoming a goal, you need to take action in order to make it happen. Why, when it's just a dream, you know, that's just a dream. I have it on my mind and I'm just thinking about it from time to time, but I'm not really taking any action towards my dream. Yeah, I love that. So it's like the, the new book I want to write that I've wanted to write for five years now. And now I've got so much more research. I want to publish my research. But it is the action that I have started taking, hiring the ghostwriter, that kind of thing that turns it into something achievable. Now it's not, I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be uh, at the end of my life and I've never gotten it done. Then it was always just a dream. So it's really the action and the strategy again. Yeah. And the deadline, because I'm sure that when you mm. starting to think about your book, did you say, okay, I want it to be done in two years. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so well, I'm really getting called out today. <laughs> so that that's part of the process. And the fact is like a goal without a deadline, for me, it's kind of a dream too. Because the fact is like, you need to be committed and having deadline and making a plan, it's being part of actually being committed to make it happen. So when you are just saying, oh, I will do it later, like later can mean like tomorrow, it can be in two years, it can be in five years. Like there is a lot of meaning to later. And that's why I'm pushing my client to say, okay, what are the deadlines? When do you want to achieve it? When do you think it's possible? Because if you are not setting yourself up with deadline, you will never reach your goal. Yeah, it's so true. I see it in my own sticky note section to the right of me here. The the ones that, and it, it always goes back to, now that I think about it, the ones that are writing centered, like the book, like the the articles, they, they keep they keep being on the list and that not having a deadline is such a huge part of it. But I wonder, is, is there something in that? And I guess maybe you've already answered this, but I'm really fascinated with this topic because I hear this from so many of my people as well in that do it later. Is there a resistance Oh, yeah, there is a lot of resistance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is in that in between of the, and we can use my example too, right? Or we don't have to use my example, but I want to do this. Like we could, I want to pay for my kids' college, but there's no deadline. And then what is that in between? Is it a belief that we can't? Is it a, does it go back to something as strategic as we don't have the right steps? What is in that resistance? I think it's fear. Fear yeah. of like fear of failure, fear of like not being good enough. Because the fact is like if you want to pay for your kid college, you, you know, you know when your your kid is going to go to college. Like maybe it's in two years, five years, or whatever. But the fact of not setting the deadline, you are not taking action in order to do it. Because taking action means that you really had to be committed in order to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have a deadline. Is because if you are actually putting a deadline, you are actually putting the pressure on yourself to actually yeah. take action. And if you are taking action and this is not working, you are going to see that as a failure. 
And a lot of people are not really comfortable with failure because they see it as negative. Mm-hmm. Why for me, failure is something that is completely positive because when you are failing at something, you are actually learning. And that's what I'm telling my client. What I want you to do is to take action because the more action you take, the more you are learning on the thing. If it's a win, you're learning. If it's a fail, you're also learning. Right. But the fact is like a lot of people are afraid and are not actually believing in themselves that they can make it happen. But if they had the plan and if they were taking what I call baby steps, one action at a time, they will show themselves that they can actually do it. And if if there is some bump road, like it's some bump in the road, actually they would be able to adjust their action in order to achieve them by the deadlines that they have been setting before. Yeah, that's good. Is fear of success possible as well? Or is it, do you usually see fear of failure? There is a bit of both, depending on, on the people I'm working with. For instance, uh, the, the women who were not like, taking action on her business, it was more the fear of like success and the fear of failure. So it really depends on the people. Mm-hmm. So individualized, just like voice. So we're recording this episode the week before Christmas, which means this episode is probably going to roll out about the second week of January. I don't have the exact date, but as I'm sitting here having this conversation with you, I didn't even, I can't even take credit for planning such perfect timing in having you on the show (laughs) because what do people do January 1st? They set these New Year's resolutions, these New Year's goals, and the data shows us, you know, they go to the gym every day for 13 days, and then that's the end of that. And they <laughs> they do the thing for 20 days, and that's it. So divine timing for sure in having you on at the top of a new year. What do you think about this New Year's resolution thing? And why they work or don't work, or let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, so there is a few things. The first thing is that you need to understand and you need to review your entire year. So what happened in 2021? What did you succeed? What did you learn? You can say, what? where did you fail? Which where, for me, I'm calling learning. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to make different in 2022? And I really want to emphasize on understanding what are the things that didn't work. Because a lot of people, and especially online, you can see all the people like speaking about the win, but no one is speaking about what didn't work. And in order to grow and in order to set up like the right goal and the right resolution for the new year, you need to understand what didn't work dur- during the current year and what are the things that you are going to change and why. So th- that's, my, that's the first thing. The second thing about like new year resolution is that It can go both ways. Some of the people, as you said, they are going to do like (laughs) their new year year resolution only for 14 days or 20 days. And the only thing is because that it's not really a goal that they really love to do. I mean, a lot of people are going into the gym because that's something that is good. (laughs) You know, Mm, it's good for your body. It's good for your health. But the fact is like, you need to understand if this is something that you really want to do, because 
no one is fit to do like uh, exercise every day. Some people, it will be one day a week. Some people, it will be two days a week. Some people, it will be every day. We are all different. So why people are failing at their uni resolution is because there are certain resolutions that they don't really resonate with. Mm-hmm. You, you need to set up resolutions that are really lighting you up and that are making you happy. If your your new year resolution is to say, okay, I'm going to do for you one blog, one blog post a day, you're I, sure you already know before that you are not going to, to actually do it because you don't like that. Yeah. So you need to set something that you love and that is driving you. So a, a should, I should do that is never really going to work for a, a resolution is what I hear you saying. I should no. lose 10 pounds. I should go to the gym because it's healthy, but I hate every single solitary second of it. So it's not going to work. No, but the fact is like, you need to understand what is your why. If the, the people who said I should lose 10 pounds just because, you know, our friend, are actually losing 10 pounds in the same time is different from someone who actually is losing and trying to lose 10 pounds because he knows he got health issue and he knows why he's doing it. You you need need to understand what is your drive because depending on your drive, your action will be stronger. Mm, Wow. It's a big rubber band ball, isn't it? There's lots of moving parts to creating this this goals and strategy and planning and time management, isn't it? It's, there's a lot of moving parts. Yes. That's now, I would, I, I'm curious, do you, you find that you're busier at the top of the, the new year or have you ever, no, it, you've no. never, no, you should be. Everybody <laughs> needs to be, everybody needs to be reaching out to you. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I don't think so, because it's all comes down to, in order to work on your time management issue and to work on your goal, you need to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the new year resolution is not enough in order to be aware that you actually need to take action and you are actually doing stuff every day that, that do not mean anything for you. So, so that's something that awareness is a big part of it. Yeah. And I, I know we have had, or I've heard you talk about, and maybe we've had conversations about this, but I know I've heard you talk about that. A lot of the people that are your ideal client are in your sphere are in your, and we'll talk about your Facebook group and all of that in just a minute. They're, they're too overwhelmed to even take action. Yeah, and actually that, <laughs> that's the big issue of my people is that I'm helping them finding the time, but a lot of them are so overwhelmed that they are not even realizing that uh, they need help. And that's what I was, when I was speaking about awareness, they are mm-hmm. completely like in, in this frame. It's basically when you are not aware that something is uh, not right, you are not taking action in order to do it. Yeah. And, but in order to be aware, you, you need to take some time to think about it and to realize it. And when you are when you are in this busy mode, this overwhelm mode, you are never taking the time to think and to rest. Because every time that you rest or think, you're like, okay, 
I'm I'm doing useless thing right now. Mm-hmm. Why thinking and resting is not useless. It's part of being productive and it's part about it's part of mastering your time. Yeah. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn because we want to buy into the belief that the more I do, the closer I'll get to it. And we just, it is so hard for, for doers, especially like me to justify, what do you mean? I'm going to sit and get something done that no, it doesn't work that way. That was a very hard sell for me, but there's nothing truer. And so for, for the people that are stuck in that overwhelm, it's, it really is a hamster wheel that you're going to be on for the rest of your life until you can stop long enough to even see you need help to do it different. Yeah. And and most of the people who are actually coming to me, they had this realization like, okay, so I have been doing that for years and I don't want to do it anymore. Or I have been doing that, but I have been burned out twice. Mm -hmm. Or I have been acting this way and um, I I lost someone in my family and I realized that this is not the life that I want to live or this is not what I want to do. So all the people who came to me, they got this this realization from one way to another but when you don't have you know this kind of event which is like making your perspective switch and until unfortunately you are actually um getting to the rock bottom of yourself yeah you are not taking you are not conscious that you need to change stuff and that's why it's really hard because some people are really going going really far and they could have like take action way before, but they didn't realize it before. Yeah. And that, that is so true. And that must just be part of the human condition that we, you know, you, you see it. I mean, there's so many massive examples, even on a global cultural scale. I always think back to these extreme tragedies that have happened here in the state, like 9-11, but what a what a cataclysmic event that was to change people. What you know, that must just be part of the human condition that it, we we have to hit that rock bottom or we have to have these extremes. I think about John Ramsteed, who who I've had on the show several times, and he talks about he was at a job he didn't like, he was burning out, he was grind, you know, it was just a it was a not a great life. And then he had this catastrophic accident that should have taken his life. And I would never wish that on anyone, but it's, I wish we could see it before we have to hit that rock bottom. But I I don't know. I guess that's the way we're not geared that way. I guess. I don't know. I mean, for, for many people they are, and that is the hope and the inspiration, I guess, in the work that you do that people will see, hold on, there's a better way before they reach that burnout or worse. Yeah, but unfortunately that society related is that the society have been (laughs) telling us that if we stop, we're not good or there is something Uh, wrong with us. Yeah. And that's the whole issue is like, we're in a culture of hustling all the time. And if you don't hustle, people people are like, oh, there is is an issue with you, you know? And no. Like hustling shouldn't be the norm. I mean, yeah. there is there is a lot of way to live your life than to hustle every day. Yeah. And is it hustle over there too? 
hustle uh, you, culture it, like in France is France a hustle yeah yeah it, it's pretty much the same like you know, every everyone needs to work really hard if you need to succeed if you want to uh, um actually uh, climb the ladder like in, in corporate job like you have to always work hard all the time and the fact is like what is really sad is that sometimes I have seen people giving their life for companies and they just got fired like like nothing after maybe 20 or 25 years which never happened with the generation of our grandparents or our parents right so, because yeah. be, before I, I mean my father he worked I think between 30 years for the same company and wow. they were treating training their employee really well <laughs> but now, I mean, most of the people of my generation, they stay between like two to five years in company. And I mean, like one out of two is tired all the time or sometimes under burnout, mm -hmm. even if they are really, really young. Wow. Even among the young people, yeah. burned out too much, yeah. overdue, overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Wow. Well, I think the work that you do is so, so, so valuable and so important and so critical. Now, let's talk about your work a little bit. I know you work one-on-one. -on -one. That, yeah. That's, is that, that's it, right? It's it yes. all one-on, yeah, it's all one-on-one, -on -one, but you have a Facebook group where you do yes. a lot of training in there, don't you? Yes, because my goal and uh, what I uh, I wanted to do when I left my corporate job was to help as much as people as possible. And basically, I decided to create this Facebook group because the fact is like not everyone can afford uh, coaching and that's, that's just the reality. And I wanted to be able to help as much people as I could. So I created a Facebook group where there is 900 people inside of there and I'm doing a weekly training to help them on various topics around time management, productivity, and everything. So feel free to join if you want to. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, that's the, when, when Iseline and I worked together, that's what we worked on was I, I would coach her with these trainings that she does. And it's stunning how much value you deliver in your summits and webinars. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's really incredible. And we'll put that link in the show notes so that people can just click that link and request to yeah, join sure. the group, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's completely free. And then within the group, you create opportunities for people to explore working with you. Or is there a website or something else that we would want to send people if people are listening and they go, no, I don't need a group. I already need to. I got to work with her. Where do we send them then? Okay, so there is, is, I have a website, so you can for sure uh, go on my website, but also within the group, you can whether uh, send me a message or uh, there is a link to book like a session with me if you want to work with me. So that's something that is completely doable. So if you prefer the website, you can go on the website. If you prefer the Facebook group or just send me a message on Facebook, that's also completely possible. Okay. Awesome. And I will link all of, I'll put all these links in the show notes. And I just, I highly encourage you, if nothing else, to get in Isaline's Facebook group. Just one of the most extraordinary people, delightful, delightful to work with. 
and really, you. you really know your stuff. You really know your stuff. Was it the, was it your co- corporate work that got you inspired to do this work? Yes, because before I was like a project manager uh, and the fact is like I my entire life, I have loved to be organized. I know that can be scary to some of the people or saying like she's really weird. She loves to be organized. But organization is was really my stuff when I was really young, you know, organizing weekend, organizing parties, this type of thing. And when I grew up, I decided to become like a project manager because this is the closest job in corporate, which was really close from what I love to do. And after working in corporate, um, and I have been working for, for years in the insurance industry, I wanted to be able to help people differently. And I wanted to actually have an impact directly on the life of people. And that's how I actually came up with this idea of uh, creating a time management coaching. Because time is for me is like, is what I do naturally. This is what I'm best at doing. And I know that in this world, this this work is really much needed for everyone. And everyone needs a time management coach in their life. It's It's really true. Because when you make that realization that time is truly more valuable than anything else, it's more valuable than money. It's more valuable than anything. It is our it is so it is our greatest asset. And yes. when we realize that we get serious for sure. And, you know, I, as a business owner, I, I have to just tell you something funny as a, as a business owner, many years ago, I, people that were organized like you many years ago, drove me nuts because <laughs> I always felt like you're telling me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. I'm not doing it your way, right? And I'm so unorganized, right? And I'm a creative. And then when I made the realization that I could not do my best work without surrounding myself with people like you and that you really were not telling me what to do, that was that is a skill of a cloth that you are cut from that I do not have. And so now as a business owner, like even having people on the show, when I have people on the show, I'll say, send me over your link, your bio and your picture. And sometimes I have to chase people down two or three times. Isaline's the one where the second she gets it, it's done. And it's so, <laughs> it's so awesome because she's just on it. And, and so I can only imagine how fluid your life must be because you understand this work so well that you do that you have goals and you achieve things and you just make things happen and you, and you appear to make them happen effortlessly. Yeah. And the fact is like, I want to come back on something that you said, I, when you said, I don't like people to tell you what I need to do <laughs> because basically that's not actually what I'm doing. Right. And that's something that I want to be clear on is like with my client, I'm suggesting to do some, to take some action and how to get there. But the fact is like every human is different. And some, some of the stuff that I'm going to be advising you to do, you are going to find another way to do it for yourself because this will be your way. And that's something that is really important. And that's why I tell people you need to take action is because by taking action, you realize what is really working with you and what is really not working. 
And when it's not working, that's fine. You will find another way. We will work on another way to make it work for you. And that's not me just telling no, them, no. Okay, you need to do that. <laughs> no. And that was, and, and I don't want it to be what I said to be taken out of context <laughs> because that was my perception was organized people, X, Y, Z, you know, all these things that are so incredibly valuable. My perception was completely wrong. And I know now that the only way I have a successful business is by surrounding myself with people like you and what you do, because it is the everything to success. The work that you do is the everything to success. So I say this for those of you that are are thinking, well, you know, I don't I, I don't want to be told what to do. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying is that's not what it is at all. I don't want you to have that perception because that's not what this is about at all. It is, it is a, Isaline creates a path to success that is really more than anything, I would imagine you shortcut time for people in many, many ways, because we spend so much time spinning the wheel and not getting where we want to be far too much time. Yeah, and, and, and you need to understand, as you said, time is your best asset. And when you're able to, to manage everything, you can do everything easily. For for instance, I'm just going to give you an example. I, this week, I was moving. I'm like actually really pregnant. <laughs> I, in the same time, I have my business and I'm planning my holidays where I need to go abroad. So there is plenty of tests that I need to do in order to travel. And all these things that I'm dealing with every day, I'm just fine with it. And the fact is like a lot of people, they have their list of all the things that they need to do. And if at the end of the day, they didn't do it, they are beating their, themselves up. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not like that because the fact is like, once you know your priority, okay, if at the end of the year, uh, the day you realize that some of the stuff that you haven't been making, this is for X and Y reason, you are like, okay, so I understand why I haven't been doing it. And I will replan it for the next year or the day after. And you need to stop beating yourself up because that is, is not leading you anywhere. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's a really, really great point. And I would imagine far too many people do that. They stay in a loop of that as well. Uh, I didn't get what I needed to do done today. I didn't get that book written. I didn't get whatever it is. And I think the bottom line point in all of this that I want people to get is it doesn't have to be that way. No. And you don't have to be guilty because usually when you are feeling this way, you are feeling guilty, feeling guilty of not doing enough, feeling guilty of um, not having done everything that you wanted to do. And when you are spending your time with your family, uh, uh, you are thinking about work. And when you are working, you are feeling guilty of not being with your family. So, you know, this is kind of this vicious circle that never ends. Yeah, so true. So very true. All right, let's take just a minute because I want to talk about this summit you've got coming up. Tell us all about that. Who's, what it is, who's in it, who's talking. I mean, I know I'm in it, but tell us all about it. 
Okay, perfect. So on the 14th of March and for seven days, I'm organizing an event which is called the Take Your Time Back Summit. So what it is, it is a masterclass for purpose-driven female professionals who are ready to confidently focus on their goal every day without stress so they can have more time with the family and for themselves. And actually, if I'm doing it, it's because what I can see is that there is a lot of women on this earth, whether they are entrepreneurs, whether they are employees, whether they are going to be uh, entrepreneurs, who are struggling to focus on their goal because they are leading the life getting the way. They all the time have some stuff that they need to do before to take on their big project. So the whole purpose of this event is to help them master their time and their productivity so they can actually achieve their big projects that they have in mind. Oh, so valuable. So valuable and critical for so many people because so many people struggle in this area. Now, logistically, I, I will put the link in the show notes for you all to sign up, but there's 20, how many speakers? You told me there's a lot, quite a few. There is going to be like 20 speak, uh, 22 speakers and I will be the 23rd. Wow. So that is tremendous value and all different kinds of topics around time and goals and everything. Times, goals, uh, planning, uh, mindset, money mindset, business, uh, manifestation, energy management, health. All the topics are going to be covered because for me, my vision is, is that time is not just about time. Time is about everything that is that you have in your life. It's about all the thoughts that you have in your mind. It's about how you are planning your day. What are your projects? Uh, what, what is your relation with money? What is your relation with your uh, with your business? What are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis to take action? All of this is impacting your time. And that's why I have all of these experts coming on in this event to help you, all of you guys. Yeah, that's great. And and how fantastic in Q1 to get all this valuable information. So you head into Q2 really ready to knock it out of the park. So I'll put the link in the show notes. I, I really encourage all of you to sign up and take a listen. I know you're going to learn so much and get so much value from it. Yes, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has just been amazing. Thank you so much. I know I'm going to have to wrap it up because you've got things to time manage. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for having me today. Oh my gosh, it's such a delight to have you. And thank you for sharing so much wonderful, valuable information with us. You're welcome. I was really happy to be here today. <laughs> and, and listeners, don't worry. I will put all the links in the show notes. And I highly encourage you to reach out to Isaline to get in her Facebook group because the work that she does really, really is game changing. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you for being here, listeners. I value you so much. And until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, 
Please leave a review on iTunes. 